Nalashevit, please be seated. And if you would turn in your Bible to the Torah. That's the books of Moses, the first five books of the Bible. And I'd like you to turn to Deuteronomy chapter 32. Deuteronomy, the 32nd chapter. This great uh, passage of scripture is often referred to as the Song of Moses. Because he taught it to Joshua and they sang it to the children of Israel. And if you study Deuteronomy 32, you'll be able to find the entire history of the Jewish people and the nation of Israel. It's all in Deuteronomy 32. It even tells us what's going to happen in our day. And so we want to take a look at a couple of verses here and ask the Lord to speak to us through them. Near the the end of this great song, Moses says in verse 34, and this is God speaking through Moses, is this not laid up in store with me, sealed up among my treasures? Vengeance is mine and recompense. Their foot shall slip in due time for the day of their calamity is at hand, and the things to come hasten upon them. He says here that the enemies of God and the enemies of Israel in the last days there is judgment sealed up for them. Uh, and I believe that uh, in the book of Revelations, chapter 6, when the Lamb, Yeshua, begins to open the seven seals, and judgments are poured out on the nations. That it's a picture of what's going to happen in these last days. For nations that turn against the Messiah and turn against God's purposes for Israel. But what about us here in the land? Verse 36, here we are. For the Lord will judge his people and have compassion on his servants when he sees that their power is gone and there's none remaining bond or free. He says he will have compassion on Israel 
הוא אומר שתהיה לו חמלה על ישראל כשהכוח שלהם יזל. מילים מאוד מאוד חשובים. בואו נתפלל. אדון, אני נדהם שאנחנו כאן על ערי ישראל בימים האלה שאתה כל כך קרוב אלינו. עזור לנו להתהלך בענווה איתך, אדון. עזור לנו לשמוע בבירור את דברך. הפוך אותנו לאנשים שרוצים להיות שבורים, שרוצים להתהלך לא בכוחנו אלא בכוחך, אדון. In your compassion, speak to us this morning. Give us meek hearts to receive the implanted word you would give us. I pray for fresh anointing. For myself. For Joseph. עבור ג'וזף, עבור וובה, עבור התרגום בערבית, התרגום בספרדית, בפינית, שכולנו נשמע מה שהאדון רוצה לדבר בשם ישוע. הוא אומר שכשישראל שמים לב שהכוח שלהם אזל. כשאתם לומדים זאת בעברית, הוא משתמש במילה אפס, שזה אפס. כשאין לנו על מה לסמוך בבשרנו, אז האדון ישפוך את רוחו על ישראל. about how all Israel is going to be saved. All Israel is going to be saved because it's written in the scriptures. I have heard when I lived in Jerusalem, God, God will visit all of the the um, synagogues and one Shabbat and everybody will get saved. I have heard that a people in shops all over Tel Aviv and, and Jerusalem and Haifa, one day all of a sudden they will get saved. בקניונים, בחיפה, בכל מקום, ביום אחד ייוושעו. אבל הדבר הזה, המילה הזאת כל כך ברורה. כשאנחנו נראה שהכוח שלנו אזל, אז האדון ינוע. כשנישא עינינו אל ההרים מאין יבוא עזרנו, אז האדון יתערב. אז האדון ינוע וישפוך את רוחו על כל ישראל. אני חושב בדרך הזאת, שהשעה החשוכה ביותר, זאת תהיה שעת כוחו של אלוהים. אנחנו יודעים שזה יקרה כי זה כתוב. אנחנו 
In fact, I believe Turkey is a key in this, and as Turkey towards, turns towards Syria and Iran, things are getting more serious. But we know what's going to happen. We're going to feel helpless, and the Lord is going to intervene supernaturally. That, that doesn't mean you pray that we get to the place where we're all... That, that the darkest hour would come sooner, as I've heard some people say. It means now is the hour to bring in the harvest right now. There will be a desperation, and finally, like Elijah prayed, turn their hearts to the Lord, the hearts of our people will turn to the Lord. Now there's a tremendous revelational truth in this verse. When my power is gone, or your power, then it's not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. That's when God moves. The Lord, the Lord wants to speak to us not using our power, laying it down to get his power. Now he goes on and he says in this great song verse 39 Now see that I even I am he there is no God like me I kill, I make alive I wound and heal, heal and there is none who can deliver from my hand. All of us want revival. Revival, by definition, is life from the dead. So you can't be revived unless you're dead. So the Lord says, die to yourself. Let your power be gone. Ask him to break you so that he can fill you with his power. And that's what's going to happen to our whole nation. Now he says, he makes, a, he makes, he takes an oath. When he says, I raise my, this is God talking, I raise my hand to heaven about this. In verse 41, he says, I'm going to render vengeance on my enemies. So we're moving into this. There's going to come a day when our nation will say it is not our excellence in technology. It is not the greatness of our army. It's not the greatness of the minds of our people. There will finally come a day when our power will be Ephes, not zero. And 
we will cry out, we need God. And there will be a national revival like the world has never seen. And it will be life from the dead for Israel and the nations. This is where we're heading. And look how it's all going to end up. Look at verse 43. Rejoice, O Gentiles, with his people. What are we doing here today? We got people from nations. Rejoicing with Jews. Rejoicing with Arabs. Rejoicing with the people of the land. It's the prophecy of the one new man. Jew and Gentile, a dwelling place for God in the Spirit. Moses saw it. Moses prophesied. That this is what's going to happen and it's already happening here. Rejoice, O Gentiles, with his people. He, he will avenge the blood of his servants and render vengeance to his adversaries and he will provide atonement for his land and his people. He's going to provide an atonement for the land and for his people. What is that atonement? It's the new covenant. We're going to become a new covenant nation. We're going to look on him whom we have pierced. There is going to be a breaking in mourning across the land like the world has never heard or seen. A fountain is going to be open for the house of Judah and the house of Israel. Hallelujah. This is where we're moving. And the Lord is saying he wants us to lay down our own power. When our power is gone, then we will have more of him. He uses broken vessels. Moses was a broken man. People attacked him for year after year after year. And he cried out for his people anyway. And he laid his hands on and imparted that kind of anointing to Joshua. The Lord is saying, I'm looking for some people who want their power to be gone. Now let's turn to uh, Genesis chapter 32. I'll see a wonderful example of this. When our power is gone, God's power will show up. Hallelujah. You all know the story of Jacob. Jacob encourages me greatly. When you come right down to it, he was a scoundrel. He stole from his brother. He tried to make a deal with God. He was, he's wheeling and dealing all the time. He was a great businessman. I mean, he, he went out of the land with a staff. And he came back with so much, so many, so much sheep you couldn't even count them. This guy had made it to the top. 
I connect with this guy. Because when you start wheeling and dealing and trying to do things your way like I used to do for many years, and you allow the Lord to draw you, you're on a collision course with a breaking. And it is all the mercy of God. To make Jacob a new creation. So you know the story. He's coming back to the land. He hears his brother Esau is coming with 400 warriors on camels. And so he, he figures out, I'll send them over here. I'll send, Joseph will be with me. I'll figure out how to do all this. He comes to, comes to a place over here, the Jabbok. And then the collision happens. The encounter with God. Verse 24. Jacob was left alone. Jacob is a pattern man. You can study the life of Jacob. And you will see a pattern of people. In Jacob's case, he's the pattern of Israel. Because he was about to get his name changed to Israel. And El is God. And God was going to put his name on Jacob. And the sons of Jacob. And the nation of Israel. First of all, he had to be alone. Do you realize that the only true way to know yourself is when you get alone with yourself? The only true way to really know God is to get alone with God. God had Jacob right where he wanted him. Jacob was alone. He didn't have his wife. He didn't have Leah or Rachel to talk to. He didn't have little Joseph. He was too young. He was alone. And then, a man, a divine man, because he's called the Lord. Must have been Yeshua, I assume. Wrestled with Jacob. It was initiated by God. Jacob didn't start it, God started it. God came and got you, if you know it. He had to wrestle with me quite a while. I, I know your testimony too, and you too. Hallelujah. And don't laugh, the same with all the rest of you. There was a wrestling match when you met him. So as he wrestled with him, he was alone. It went on all night long. It's a prophetic picture of the nation of Israel. The darkness of the captivity. The darkness of being in Babylon. The darkness of the Assyrians coming in here and taking all the Jews out of here. The darkness of, of the diaspora. 
החושך של התפוצות, החושך של מה שקרה ליהודים בכל האומות בעשרות שנים שעברו, גם בשואה, הצלבנים באו לכאן וטבחו ביהודים כאילו בשם ישועה. אלוהים נאבק עם יעקב לכל אורך הלילה החשוך הזה. אני יודע שאנחנו מתמקדים ביעקב בסיפור הזה. אבל לאחרונה חשבתי על אלוהים. הערך אפיים של אלוהים. החושך של עמו שלא שב אליו מהבריאה לאלפי שנים האנשים דחו את האב העצב שאלוהים עבר דרכו אבל לבסוף הוא מצא את יעקב והוא בחר ביעקב והוא נאבק עם יעקב וזה היה וכשזה נמשך, זאת הייתה תוכניתו של אלוהים. זה היה חסד אלוהים שהוא יפגוש את יעקב ויהיה לו מפגש עמו. חבריי, זו הדוגמה של ישראל. אנחנו מתקדמים למפגש לאומי עם אלוהים כפי שהיה ליעקב. So look what happens. Verse 25. When he saw he did not prevail with him, he touched the socket of his hip. The socket of Jacob's hip, hip was out of joint as he wrestled with him. He, he touched his hip. The hip is the place of power. It really means it was unhinged. It was, a, it was separated. I've had a separated shoulder. It hurts. So he touched his hip. The place of his power. הגברים יש להם את הכוח באזור הזה והוא נקע לו את הערך בעברית זה אומר כאילו הרג לו את הערך הכוח של הטבע האנושי של יעקב נהרג היה טבע כפול אצל יעקב והטבע של הבשר נלחם עם הטבע של הרוח. הבחור הזה המצליחן, המבריקן, איש העסקים, שהוא ידע איך לעשות עסקים עם כבשים, הכבשים היו באמת נכס בימים האלה, האגו שלו מת, הוא הפסיד במאבק, הירך שלו נמחץ, בואו נביט לפסוק, why God loves Jacob so much. Verse 26, he said, let me go for the day breaks. But he said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. Our nation, much of it, 
because of the Holocaust. Because of other terrible things that so-called Christians have done to the Jews. Many of my neighbors don't believe in God. Because they believe God has abandoned them. Where was he in the Crusades? Where was he in Europe when, when on Easter for centuries Jews would be slaughtered? Where was he in the Holocaust? There's a feeling that we've been abandoned by God. But here's our pattern man. Jacob. He is abandoned to God. He, the, the word is, is Devek. He is clinging to it. He's glued to God. Jacob. Yaakov is clinging to God. He won't let him go. That's what's going to happen to our people. When we see our powers going, we're going to get up. We're not letting you go. We, we don't feel abandoned anymore. We're abandoned to you. There, there will be a move of the Spirit like the, that will shake the whole world. And Jacob is the pattern of it. He wouldn't let go of God. A lot of people would have given up and wouldn't have done that. It means he leaned his entire weight upon God. Brothers and sisters, that's what we need to do. We need to lean our entire weight upon God. Our thoughts, our feelings, our emotions, our plans, lean them on God. Be abandoned to God. This man was broken. This man was in agony. This hurt. His, his hip was flat. It was, it was unhinged. Still, he hung on. Hang on to God. Hang on. No matter what you're going through. Trust in the Lord. This is what he was learning. And as he did this, look what happens. He says, verse 27, he said to him, what is your name? And he said, Jacob, Yaakov. Your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel, one who struggles or prevails, who walks, who hangs on, who abandons, is abandoned to God. We're going to become a nation abandoned to God. Nothing else will This went on. Jacob was helpless. We need to get to a place where we're helpless. Maybe you're going through a 
breaking. Maybe you have a teenager who's rebellious. Anybody here ever gone through that? Maybe you feel helpless. Abandon yourself to God. Hang on to God. And watch Him do the work. He's longing to do the work. Not our way, His way. So as he hangs on to him, look at verse 29. Jacob asked, tell me your name, I pray. And he said, why is it that you ask me my name? And he blessed him there. Jacob asked, tell me your name, and God wouldn't tell him. Now look at verse 30. Jacob called the name of that place Peniel. For I have seen God face to face, and my life is rescued. So as he crossed over Peniel, the sun rose on him, and he limped on his hip. Jacob was rescued by God because of God's love and compassion for him. When we come to the end of ourselves, God's going to rescue our nation. It will be a breaking. We're proud. This is a word for all the other nations here too. God is looking for a people that will be abandoned to him. The sun came up. It was a new day. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This was a new man. This was a broken man. This was a new day. He was a new era. And we're moving into that era. The end time era. Where the na nation will go to the Jabbok. God will wrestle with us. He will break us. We will hang on to him. And there will be a new day. And we will be new. The sun rose on him. He, he was stumbling. He must have had a branch or something. He was broken. But he was new. There was, there was a humility in him. He could go and bow down to Esau. Was the breaking finished? It was not finished. You know the story. He went into the land, came back to Canaan. His daughter was raped. Her brother Dina. Her brothers slaughtered the, the men of Shechem. Terrible things happened to Tamar and Judah. My friends, it's a walk of brokenness. It's a walk of trusting God. It's not just a one-time encounter. God empowers broken men and women. Every single hero in, in Hebrews 11. Jacob's beloved Rachel. Uh, Rachel. 
She died in agony in childbirth. Her tomb is holy to Orthodox Jews down by Bethlehem. But out of that agony and that labor came Benjamin. Hallelujah. Joseph was taken from him. His own sons lied to him and said a lion must have eaten him. This man went through continual breakings. But at the end of his life, he's leaning on his staff and he's blessing the kids. He's a picture of Israel. It's a picture of our day that we're moving toward this. And our nation is going to say, I will lift up my eyes into the hills from whence comes my strength. My strength comes from the Lord. Won't it be something when the whole nation is saying that? We've had our initial encounter with the Messiah. We're born again. We have the Holy Spirit. God uses broken vessels. If they're not broken, he can't use them very much because it's all you have it all together. David knew. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit. A broken and a contrite heart. These God will not despise. Psalm 51, 17. He wants to break the core of our personality. He's a tough guy. I was a pretty tough guy. I guess you, we were all tough men and women. God doesn't want me to do it without him. I just mess it up. He wants to break all that stuff down and then let him do it through me. Elijah on this mountain. He restored the altar of the Lord. Twelve stones that represented the twelve tribes. It's a prophetic act for our day. The ten northern tribes were separated from the two southern tribes. Because we, we know it's a picture because the tribes are back. And the fire is going to fall on us. And what happens? You can't stand up, you fall on your face. And you get broken. Elijah was a broken man. He sat at a brook for a year and a bird brought him something to eat. God uses broken people and clothes them with power. Gideon's 300. They had a vessel. They had a lamp. 
torch. They had a shofar. Every body got in their place all around the enemy. What did they do? They broke the vessel. Then the light of God showed. When you are a broken vessel, the light of the Lord will shine out. And you blow your shofar, which is the word of God. Hallelujah. And, and people will listen. It's been that way forever. Abel. He was broken. He brought a sacrifice to the first fruits of his flock. God received it. He knew something about covenant and substitutionary atonement. His brother brought his works and said, look what I brought you, God. And Cain went out from the presence of God. Abel. Abel got it. Abel was a broken man. Abel is one of the heroes of our faith. Because he knew that sacrifice was the way to relationship with God. When Peter denied the Lord three times, he was a pretty tough guy. Probably the leader of the fishing industry in Capernaum. And he had said, oh, well, they may all run away, but I'll never run away. Yeshua came out of there. There was Peter. He had just denied the Lord, cursed. One look of the love of Yeshua for that man. Peter was smashed into a thousand pieces. He went out and wept bitterly. What that man, he had denied the Lord and it was the look of love that broke him. Now, God could use him. And he restored him. And he went out and helped change the Roman Empire. Let's turn to Micah chapter 2. Micah bet the prophet when our power is gone, the Lord will use his power. This is, these are some prophecies about our day. They're also for Singapore and Hong Kong and wherever else you come from. Because Jacob is not just a pattern a pattern man of Israel. He's a pattern of every believer that gets born again. Verse 12. 2.12. 2.12. I will surely assemble all of you, O Jacob. God says, in the last days, he will bring all of Jacob back. Perhaps Jacob represents the, the people from the 12 tribes that aren't born again yet. He says, I will surely gather 
the surely gather the remnant of Israel. My friends, here we are. We're the remnant of Israel. We live in the land. And it's Jews and Arabs together. Hallelujah. Joseph is an Arab pastor. He's an Israeli. And we're all in this together. We are the remnant of Israel. We are the Jacobs who have broken hips, who walk with victory's limp. And it shouldn't be our power anymore, but his power. The Lord wants to die to our own power. But we have this promise he's going to do it here in the land. And look what he says. I'll put them together like the sheep of a fold, like the flock in the midst of a pasture. They will make such a loud noise because there will be so many people. This is miraculous multiplication in the land. So many people we can't keep up with it all. Glory to God. This building is 10 years old. When we built it, we made these walls so that they would open so people could sit out there. There you are. Hallelujah. Now we have another meeting tonight down at Be'yedidia. It's multiplication. But it's just the early rain. We hear the sound of the abundant rain. Because it's written, I will surely gather all of them. And look what will happen. It's already started. Verse 13. The one, the one who breaks open will come up before them. They will break out. They will pass through the gate. They will go out by it. The king will pass before them with the Lord at their head. Hallelujah. The breaker is the Holy Spirit. Lord, send the breaker. Break us. Take, take out the Jacob and put in the Israel. It's mercy, it's grace that we walk in the power of the Lord, not in our power. The one, he's the Lord of the breakthrough. The word there, parach, it means not only the breakthrough, it means to spread out. He gets a broken person. You think Paul wasn't broken? That guy knew more of the Bible than probably anybody in Jerusalem. He gets knocked down on the road to Damascus. He's blinded by the glory of God. He says, who are you? And he says, I'm Yeshua. That man was broken into a thousand pieces in the desert. You think he wasn't broken after that? How would you like to be in prison for two years in Rome? 
רוצה להיות בתוך בית כלא שנתיים ברומא? How would you like to have your feet in the stocks? היית רוצה שישימו את הרגליים שלך בכבלים? How would you like to be chained to two Roman soldiers? היית רוצה שיכבלו אותך על שני חיילים רומאים? Did he get full of self-pity about it? האם הייתה לו חמלה נפשית על עצמו? Brothers and sisters, he changed the world. אחים ואחיות, שאול שינה את העולם. He wrote Colossians, he wrote Ephesians. Where did he get all that revelation? He was broken. He wasn't there. With the power of the Holy Spirit was there. He started leading Caesar's guards to the Lord. God is looking for some people that want to be broken. That don't want to walk a Jacob lifestyle. And he says that when this breakthrough happens, we will break out. We will go through the gates. We will go out. And the king will lead us. Hallelujah. And we will say the king is in the land. The king has returned to Israel. Melech Melechim, who's the king of kings. He is the king of Israel. This is what God wants to do here on this mountain. He's just looking for somebody that wants to be broken. Now, it's a dangerous prayer. Because he'll break you. If you want him to. And it's not pleasant. And he'll do it with your kids. He'll do it with people that attack you. He'll do it with people that lie about you. But if you want to be broken, Anyway, you're not fighting back. You are. You're answering in the spirit of love. Chapter four, verse six. In that day, that always refers to the end times. In that day, says the Lord, I will assemble the lame, gather the outcasts, those. Whom I have afflicted. And he's going to gather those that limp. He's going to gather the Jacobs that have been broken. And my Bible says the lame will start leaping. Hallelujah. He's going to use broken people. Out of them, the light of the gospel can come to our nation. The outcasts. Yeah, the outcasts that have been were thrown out of the land in the diaspora. But people that, that, that feel like they're outcasts and nobody cares about them. When they lay that on the altar and give it to the Lord, he's going to use them. And he says, I will make the lame a remnant. And the those that limp, those that are broken. And the outcasts, a strong nation. That's us. I hope it happens for Finland. I hope it happens for America. They got a long way to go. But it's going to happen here. If God can find a few broken people. And he's going to because it's written. The question is just, is it you or me or is it going to be somebody else? He says, I will make the outcasts a strong nation. The Lord will reign over 
them in Mount Zion. Hallelujah. From now on and forever. Ad olam. Amen. It's eternal. Let's finish in, in Micah 7. Micah 7 verse 14. Those of us that serve the Lord on Carmel. This is a foundational scripture uh, It has been for years. It begins with Micah praying. When you study the word, make sure you know who's speaking. Micah prays a simple prayer. Shepherd your people, O Lord. Who dwell alone in a forest on Carmel. That's what he says. He just says, Lord, shepherd your people. Who dwell alone on Carmel. Look in your Bible. If it, say, if it doesn't say Carmel, it's a bad translation. Because that's what it is in Hebrew. Yours might say in a field or something uh, like that. But he says, shepherd your people. The lonely people. The hurting people. The widows, the single mothers, the orphans. The, the people that know they need help. That's, that's why we have a drug and alcohol rehabilitation that's, center. That's why the students are sitting here today. Hallelujah. That's why we have refugees from Sudan and Eritrea. People that dwell alone, lonely, hurting people. Our people don't know it, but everybody's alone until you know God. He, he says, in the midst of Carmel. Do you know that all of you that are staying down at, at um, Bet Yedidi or the Nof or wherever you are? Do you know where you are? When you sleep there? You're in the midst of Carmel. This is literal. It's called Merkaz Carmel, Central Carmel. God's going to shepherd his people. Right in your hotel. Hallelujah. And it won't just be some five uh, you know five year revival look at the end of verse 14 he's praying do it as in the days of eternity read, read in hebrew that's forever there's an eternal revival coming and it's Mount Carmel it says it we believe it we don't have any doubt about it at least I don't I want to see it 
Praise the Lord if the teen group sees it, but I want to see it too. Now, God answers that prayer. Look who's speaking. There are quotes. And look at God's response. He hears the prophet saying, shepherd your people on Carmel. Like the days of eternity. And God is listening. God hears a heart like that. And God over answers prayer. If you don't believe me, read his response. He says, as in the days when you came out of Egypt. He says, I hear you. You're asking for a move of the Spirit. For me to shepherd the people. He says, I'm going to do it like the days you came out of Egypt. Glory to God. A whole nation of slaves came out. And he says, look at this. I will show you wonders. He didn't ask for wonders. God said, I'm going to show you wonders. I'm going to do it miraculously. There will be miraculous multiplication. There will be signs and wonders. And look what he says. The nations shall see and be ashamed of all their might. All these nations that will come against Israel, it's already started. There's going to be a shame. It's going to be worse than that. They'll put their hands over their mouth and their ears shall be deaf. When this breakthrough happens in Israel, he says what's going to happen to them. Look at verse 18. Who is like you, O God? Have we heard that before? We sang it today. My wife was leading us and singing it over and over and over. Who is like you, O God? Where did we first hear it? The children of Israel came out of Egypt. The Red Sea opened. Miriam got her tambourine. They started singing and dancing. And what did they sing? Who is like you, O God? Like you, o, God? Um, o God among the nations, there are none like you. And here, the prophet, the prophet gets this word from the Lord. He starts quoting his history. God just told me it's going to be like when we came out of the Red Sea with more signs and wonders. And he must have got on his knees and said, who is like you, oh Who is like you? Oh God, we need this kind of reverence for the Holy Spirit. And look, he gets a revelation of the new covenant. Verse 18. Who is like you, O God, pardoning iniquity, passing over the transgression of the remnant of his heritage? Hallelujah. 
He does not retain his anger forever because he delights in mercy. He will again have compassion on us and will subdue or trample or put down our sins under his feet. That's new covenant theology. Not only that, he says, I will take them and cast them into the sea, your sins. All we need to do is turn to him. Like Jacob finally did. You will cast all of our sins in the depths of the sea. You will give truth to Jacob and mercy to Abraham, which you have sworn to our fathers from the days of eternity. When our power is gone, the application for you and me today, we need to tell the Lord, take my natural power. I'll put it on the altar. Let it die. You know what he'll do? Resurrection life will He'll use the gifts he's given you in a supernatural way if you just give it to him. And say, Lord, break me. I'm too hard. I'm trying to do things on my own. I can't figure things out. All those armies coming against Jehoshaphat. We don't know what to do. But our eyes are upon you. And then the miracle happened. The worship team went out singing Turn to 2nd Corinthians chapter 12. That's good too. 2nd Corinthians chapter 12. 2nd Corinthians chapter 12. Verse 9. Paul was in pain. He was being broken again. He prayed. He pleaded. In verse 9. God said to him, My grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in weakness. God's strength is made perfect in weakness. It turns the philosophy of humanism in the world upside down. When it's all God, it's eternal. Look what he says. Therefore, most gladly, I would rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Messiah may rest upon me. Do you know what this man went through? They stoned him. This little rabbi. 
They beat him. They left him for dead. He almost was in shipwrecks. He almost drowned. Datim from Jerusalem came and lied about him. Or Orthodox Jews, his own brethren. This man was being continually broken. And out of it came the fragrance of Messiah. That he could walk into a synagogue. And take a scroll. And Jews would meet their Messiah. Others would not receive. He'd go get some Gentiles and plant a congregation, Jews and Gentiles. It's because he was broken. He didn't complain. He asked the Lord to take the pain, and the Lord said, my grace is sufficient. Verse 10. Therefore I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in needs, in persecutions, in distresses for Messiah's sake, for when I am weak, then I am strong. When you're suffering for Messiah's sake, and you don't react in the flesh, and you just absorb it. You die to the flesh. You'll be transformed. You'll be walking in victory. Hallelujah. When their strength is gone, he will provide atonement for his land and for his people. Yeshua told Paul when he did the Lord's Supper, say this, this is my body broken for you. That's when the resurrection power was The Messiah himself broken for us. My grace is sufficient for my strength is made perfect His life from his broken body flowed out to the desperate, to those that want to be abandoned to God. And finally, it was Jacob. And it's going to be our nation. Glory to God. Let's stand. I believe the scriptures literally. I know that he wants to break me more. I've been going through a breaking. Nothing like Paul went through. But I've been seeking the Lord about this, this season of my life. And uh, sometimes it... You know, it, it requires a breaking. And the Lord spoke to me recently. I was writing an article for a magazine about Elijah in the cave. And as I'm writing about the still, calm 
whisper of God. The Lord whispered to me. And became actual. And he gave me the answer I was looking for. I walked out of that cave. I was in resurrection life. Karen said, what did he say? What did he say? But it takes breaking. Spending time with the Lord. And you need to want to do it. You need to want to be abandoned to that his power is made perfect in weakness. If the Holy Spirit is speaking to you about that, I believe you need to get out of your seats and come down here. We'll, we'll just meet with God. And then I'm going to believe for signs and wonders following the preaching of the word. If you want to be broken, if you want to be used, he uses broken vessels. Who is like you among the gods? Lord, you brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand. After 70 years, you brought us back from Babylon. Now here we are at the end of the age. The restoration of all things. Lord, these people want to be used by you. You see them, Lord. You brought them to this mountain. Some live on this mountain. Some we know. Some we, we know what they've been going through. Some we don't know. But Lord, here's some hungry people. Some people that would like to be broken. That we could be broken bread and poured out wine. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Abba, Abba, thank you for your divine long suffering. Forgive us for what we put you through. Thank you for the perfect atonement for our sins, Yeshua. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. If you really, the Lord is really speaking to you, you can say this prayer with me or after me. Lord Yeshua, Adon Yeshua, speak it in your language. Talk, talk to the Lord. Lord Yeshua, Adon Yeshua, Thank you for allowing us to break your body. Thank you for dying for us. Thank you for the horrors you went through. 
הדברים הקשים שעברת דרכם, אדון. You were despised. אתה היית דחוי. You opened not your mouth. ולא פתחת את פיך. They led you as a lamb to the slaughter. הם הדריכו אותך כסל לטבח. Lord, we did it. אנחנו עשינו זאת וגרמנו זאת. Forgive us. סלח לנו, אדון. We want to be broken vessels. אנחנו רוצים להיות כלים שבורים. We lay down our sins. אנחנו מוסרים את חטאינו. You said you would put them under your feet. אתה אמרת שאתה תשים אותם אדום לרגליך. You said you would throw them in a sea of forgetfulness. אתה תשליך אותם מצולות ים. You came to set captives free. אתה באת לפקוח, לשחרר אסירים. You set Jacob free. אתה שחררת את יעקב. Now, Lord, אדון עכשיו, I ask you to set me free. אני מבקש שתשחרר אותי. From anything that's had captives. מכל דבר שאסר אותי בחיי, אני מוסר אותו לך, אדון. אני מבקש שתשבור אותו, הזז אותו, אדון. גע בי, ישוע. אפילו כמו ששברת את הירך של יעקב. אני מוכן. אני רוצה. He's the bondage breaker. Who shover kvalim? He's the breaker. Who apparets? He breaks bondages. Who shover kvalim? He does it by the power of his spirit. In the name of the Lord Yeshua. I pray over every one of these people. You will break every bondage. We bind them. We bind the bondages. Bondages of, of, of thoughts that are not biblical. The bondages of past hurts. Set, set them free, Lord. The bondages of physical pain. Brothers and sisters, you have got to forgive those who hurt Whatever he did, Whatever she did, forgive them. He'll set you free. The power will be of God. Now, I have a word from the Lord that He wants to heal people. He said signs and wonders should follow the preaching of the word. If you have deep physical chronic pain, I do. And I'm believing for the Lord to heal it. But if he doesn't, it'll just be a thorn. But if you're going through pain, physical pain, and real emo- emotional turmoil, Lift your hands to the Lord. We're not going to lay hands on you. We're going to believe that God will heal you. In the name of the healer, the Lord Yeshua, who came to heal, He said, go and heal the sick. Lay hands on the sick and they shall be healed. And we say, be healed. In the name of the Lord Yeshua, Lord, heal your people. Emotions. Flesh. Wounds. Chronic disease. Heal them, Lord. 
arthritis. Heal them, Lord. Be healed in the name of the Lord. Be healed in Yeshua's name. We believe for healing. We believe for healing. We believe for transformed minds. That your thoughts will be new. You will be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That old way of thinking is gone. Tell the Lord you don't want it anymore. You cannot live in the past. Live now. Lift your eyes unto the hills from whence comes our strength. It comes from the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. We give him all the glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When their strength is gone, I will shower them with my power. For my name's sake. For my holy name's sake. Hallelujah. Now praise him. Worship him. We worship you. We worship you, Lord. Who is like you among the gods? There is none like our God. He's glorious in holiness. Yeah. Terrible, awful, wonderful in praises. Doing wonders. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. in praise. He does wonders. Hallelujah. There are people being transformed here. You are never going to be the same. You walk in the Holy Spirit. You walk with the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Father, I pray for for Kehalata Carmel. Your community here on this mountain. All those that labor with us. I pray, Lord, that we will be a broken community. That the power will be of you. Not of us. And that we will take the light and the love of the gospel to a people who feel they've been abandoned by God. I pray for every visitor here that they would become broken vessels fit for the master's use in Finland, in the Far East, in America, in Canada. 
אלוהים ציווה על אהרון ועל בניו ואמר להם כך תברכו את עם ישראל. God commanded Aaron and his children to bless Israel this way. יברכך אדוני וישמרך. May the Lord bless you and keep you. יאר אדוני פניו אליך ויחונקה. May the Lord shine his face upon you and protect you. יישא אדוני פניו אליך ויישם לך שלום. Lift up his countenance on you and grant you shalom. בשם ישוע משיח. In the name of Yeshua. שיהיה לכולנו שבוע טוב. I wish you a pleasant week.